schedules and whatnot, but I do have some important things I wanted to talk about, so we definitely wanted to move forward with the show today. Give me just a second, as I definitely want to start off giving props to some very important ladies uh, in particular. Um, definitely want to do that. Uh, give me just a second. I... I, I uh, as I get myself together here, but I did want to definitely, definitely, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to the JSU women's basketball team. I mean, the season they had was phenomenal. What they accomplished was phenomenal. So I definitely want to take this, this moment to just share um, and celebrate them. Uh, JSU women's basketball team, epic season this year, 18-0 in conference play, straight through the conference tournament, 21-game winning streak. Um, just amazing, fantastic. Salute, salute, salute to the ladies uh, on a phenomenal job and a job well done. Um, so definitely want to salute those ladies. Uh as they were led by seniors Deja Rogan, Amisha Williams Holiday, uh, which played that both of them played their final games, as we know, at Jackson State, and hope to see them in the WNBA in the future. And we don't know exactly who all is coming back, but I'm sure that next year, as Coach Reese said, they will knock the walls down. So I also want to remind everyone there's a campaign going on. Jackson State to support the women's basketball team. Let's make sure we all do our part to jump in on that and uh, give. The, the amount is not important, but we all need to make sure we give. So let's jump in on that. Uh, I don't have the link. I'm actually asked somebody to send it to me because I want to jump in on that as well. Uh, so let's make sure uh, that we uh, all support ladies basketball. So again, they finished the season in an epic game against LSU down in Baton Rouge that was televised nationally, and they played a heck of a game. Should have won that game. Should have won that game. Uh, I can tell you LSU probably don't does not want to see us for a long time. Well, let's see if they play us in preseason next year. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. I think, uh, I think we're very close to doing something that's never been done before in women's basketball under the leadership of coach Tamika Reed. So again, shout out to the lovely ladies, JSU women's basketball program. They did a fantastic job this season. So definitely, definitely want to celebrate them. So again, a lot's been going on this week. Uh, definitely wanted to come in and talk about it. You're going to see me reading some things. I wanted to, the title of the show today is West New. And, and it's called West New because there is much 
as the days and the hours and the weeks go by, sometimes it seems like things don't change. And so that's why we call today's show What's New, right? Because we've seen it before. So before I get into some of the deeper things we're going to talk about, I, I do want to also highlight uh, uh, and celebrate the conclusion of the docuseries with Coach Prime. It's been a couple of weeks since we have been out uh, uh, on the show. I want to acknowledge that if you haven't had a chance to watch the six-part documentary, you can find it on YouTube, Barstool Sports uh, page, or on Sling TV on the Barstools channel, um, or barstools.com. So Coach Prime. Uh, the new season, which this documentary kind of captured the 2021 season, fall season, uh, and culminated with the loss at the Celebration Ball in Atlanta. And I, and I know as much as I look to get back to Atlanta to right that wrong, I'm sure all the players feel the exact same way. want to also commend not only Jackson State, but Jackson State, Alcorn, Mississippi Valley, Mississippi College, Millsaps, Bellhaven for the combined pro day, NFL pro day, to try to get as many uh, small schools and HBCU kids looked at by pro scouts as possible. And the whole goal is to make sure that we get players drafted this year in the draft from HBCUs and small schools. So uh, that was a great thing to happen on Monday, this past Monday on the campus of Jackson State. And there were 22 scouts or 24 teams represented and guys, just so you know, typically that doesn't happen, hadn't happened in a long time. So when the schools have their individual pro day, you may get two or three scouts, you may get five scouts, you may get a couple. But when everybody comes together, you can get more scouts to come out and take a look. So definitely wanted to celebrate that. And uh, feel free to hit me in the comments, hit me in the chat, let me know your thoughts and your celebrations and definitely salute the women's JSU women's basketball team as well. And the fact that we put off the pro day, the combined pro day, and all of those schools that represented and supported that effort. And let's keep our prayers and wish well for all of the future pro hopefuls that put uh, put on their best abilities and showcase them in front of the NFL scouts. All right, so now switching gear, gears a little bit to some serious context and some of the things in terms of why I say what's new. And it's a shame that this this particular show is kind of tough for me because as a black male, um, this is an everyday occurrence. And it, and it has nothing to do with how much education you have, has nothing to do with, with your financial situation, has nothing to do with any of that. The mere fact that you're a black male, you are subjected to things where you do not, do not get the, the, the presumption of doubt and you are guilty until proven innocent, as opposed to innocent to proven guilty. So I'm going to play a video, and let me set this up for you. This is um, the director of the Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, um, as he was mistakenly arrested at a bank for trying to withdraw money out of his account. So uh, let's take a second, watch this, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Hey, sir. Hey, man. Come here, sir. Come this way. Put your hand back. Hey, no, I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Is there any reason y'all doing this, bro? Give me one second. Hold on. 
You don't, unfortunately, you don't get the consideration of doubt. Unfortunately, you don't get the consideration of doubt. What's new, America? What's new? It's the, it's the same story over and over and over and over and over again. You, I, I just want you to pay attention to those final words from the officer to this gentleman who's, who's obviously affluent and has plenty of money in his account. After he's been put in handcuffs for trying to withdraw money out of his own account. The officer tells him, unfortunately, due to the nature of the call, you don't get reasonable doubt. You don't get the presumption of doubt. They thought you were trying to rob the bank. Now, let me let me just let me I, I don't know what you saw. But at no point when you see him, even when they arrested him, he was never non calm. He was calm the whole way. At no point did you see any aggression from this gentleman that looked threatening in any way that he was trying to rob a bank. You didn't see him banish a handgun or expose a handgun. You didn't see that because they would have charged him with possession of a gun or something. No, you didn't see any of that. What you saw was a black male in this situation that was trying to withdraw money out of his own account that was taken calmly, never refused, never caused a scene, and just simply asked the question, why did this happen? And the response is, unfortunately, you don't get the presumption of doubt. Why is this so important? Why am I harping on it? Because here's the reality. I have been in situations plenty of times personally where I have been in positions where something is done to me and the person that was sitting next to me doing the exact same thing that didn't look like me got the presumption of doubt and I did not. So what's new? And I'm not alone. If I was to do a survey of every black male in America, I guarantee you I will not be alone. So what's new? What's new is the fact that we have to now get rid of our apathetic ways 
and be resilient in understanding the climate and how we must move. We must be resilient in that way. We must understand the climate and we must understand how we must move. And we have to work together and be cohesive and collective and unified. Because if you study anything that's happened historically, where there was significant advancement, it happened because a large majority was unified and moved and responded in the same time and same way together. So if you look, whether you look at the civil rights movement, whether you look at Harriet Tubman and the way they ran the orchestrated the Underground Railroad and got all those slaves freedom, whatever movement you want to look at, I guarantee you, you're going to find those similarities. So we must move in that way today. And we can't do that if we're apathetic to what's really going on in America. So what's new America? Now, let me clarify. Am I saying that everybody that doesn't look like me is bad? Absolutely not. I got friends of very diverse amount. Absolutely not. What I'm saying is that everybody deserves the right to be treated with human decency while you assess the situation to make sure you're acting accordingly. The law says innocent unto proven guilty, not guilty to proven innocent. So if that's what it says, then we need to enforce that the same way for everybody. That's all I'm saying. We need to be fair. That's it. So just wanted to remind all of you, because I was asked this question by a dear friend of mine. Uh, that's a white, white dear friend, white gentleman. And we talk about race issues all the time. And, and he said, you know, it's unfortunate. He said, I can never imagine that feeling. He said, I can empathize with it, but I can't say it. I can't sympathize with it because I've never endured it. But he said, it breaks my heart that that's a reality for you and people that look like you. But it is. And so we have to stop putting our head behind, as America, we have to stop pretending things are not when they really are, and we have to deal with them. So don't tell me race is not an issue because we're too afraid to deal with it. It's going to always be an issue until we deal with it. And I would be my hope that at some point enough of us want to deal with it that we can make the world, we can make significant progress and make the world better for the ones that come behind us. That's, all, that's my hope before I close my eyes for the last time, that we can make the world better for the ones that come behind us because we were not afraid to deal with it. And we started working together to correct and right this wrong and to get better at race relations in America. That's that. All right. Also wanted to update you. Obviously, uh, the confirmation hearings have been going on this week for Judge uh, Ketanji uh, Jackson. And they have been... <laughs> Heated at times, and it's been an interesting dynamic, but I will save that conversation for when Kennedy is back to get her perspective as, as a young generation, how they see what's going on, and just to understand the process as we dive more into it. Uh, hopefully, by the time we come back, we will have the confirmation process will be over, and then we can talk about it in its totality. 
in terms of um, the whole experience and the whole hearing and all that we heard and saw. But uh, definitely interesting, but we'll definitely dive into that more uh, as we come back uh, next week. And then a couple other things I wanted to mention uh, before we got out of here. going to be a short show today. I'm not going to keep you long. I did want to mention that uh, for all businesses, please make sure you're filing your annual reports. It's time to do that with the state, particularly if you're incorporated in the state of Mississippi. You want to go ahead and file that now because if you don't file that, they will revoke your corporation status and then you will have to file to get it reinstated, which is extra money. So please, please, please go uh, online, uh, go to the Secretary of State, fill out the paper, appropriate paperwork, and update your, and do your annual report. If you're a client of ours and you want us to do that for you, contact the office, contact me. Be happy to do that for you um, and take care of that. So those are uh, key things I wanted to make sure that I reminded us of. Um, also, we got notice that the Hines County Election Commissioner uh, and alleged co-spirators plead not guilty in embezzlement scandal involving an election grant. We'll talk more about that in future episodes as well. And um, again, I just wanted to kind of recap um, that situation in terms of West New. Orion, Orion uh, Googler, who is the director of the Black Panther uh, movie series and what happened and just kind of really just 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 wanted to re-energize us about the work that we still have, have ahead to do. And uh, good question, George. Let me see. He says, are you preaching to the choir? I would imagine that everybody under the sound of your voice agrees with you. However, I would also imagine that your fellow citizens of Lighter Hue would indicate we are being hyperbolic about our experience with yes. All right, so you know what? Here, here's what I say to that, George. And this is where I say we have to become non-apathetic. So I'm not telling us to talk to us. I'm challenging us to start really sitting down and not being afraid to have some deep conversations with colleagues and friends that are close to us that don't look like us. I mean, real talk. I mean, we've got to get beyond this surface talk because what I found personally is that when I stepped out that zone and I was able and I was prepared and willing to have some real conversations about race with people that didn't look like me. And let me be, be honest, with white gentlemen, I, start, I go male to male, that didn't look like me, we made some significant progress. But you've got to be willing to have real conversations and let me be, let me just tell you, it's gonna be uncomfortable until it's comfortable. It's gonna be uncomfortable until it's comfortable. It started out uncomfortable. It's a very comfortable place now because we 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 kept at it. And so that's the only way we change this, is because we have to have greater insight into who we are. And that's the essence of any movement. Is finding the similarities so much of what we struggle with in racism is really to the ignorance factor of not really understanding the facts. We've been told a bunch of stuff by our predecessors. We've been told a bunch of stuff, but most of us hadn't vetted anything. 
<laughs> but we've been told a bunch of stuff and we believed it. So the only way we're going to make significant progress is that we have to now not be apathetic and start having real conversations with people that don't look like us about this issue. And they've got to have them with us. They've got to stop being afraid to have them with us. And like I candidly told uh, a gentleman who was having this conversation, if you're not a part of the solution, you are a part of the problem. If you're not willing to talk about it, if you're not willing to address it, you are part of the problem because all you're doing is enabling it, the situation to keep continuing. So you have to challenge people. You have to challenge people. And I, I, there's just no other way. Otherwise, we go into our silos. We we play good from nine to five or eight to five, and we go into our silos, and and all we do is have surface conversation because we won't want to offend nobody. We don't want to do. So here's what I say to that: We don't want to offend anybody, but we end up hurting people every day because we don't want to offend. Them. See, see, because the whole point of why you don't want to offend them is you don't want to hurt them. But by not, we don't want to offend them, so we take actions that actually hurt them. So you're doing the same thing. So we we got to be smart. So that's my challenge. That's my challenge to you. Don't be afraid to have real conversations about real issues with people that don't look like you, that's not from your same background, that don't share your same perspective. Don't be afraid to have them. That's all. That's it. So, all right, I hope you have uh, <laughs> enjoyed my rant today, but it was it was on my heart as I just kind of reflected over the state of America in terms of, of these issues. And I'm like, what's new? It's, it seems to be the same old thing. So what's new has to be the way we respond to it, the way we challenge the people that we have influence around or are close to, to respond to it. That has to be different because the only thing that ever allowed us to make any change as we learned from our history was when we responded in a systematic way that drove and impacted change, period. And if we don't do that, then we don't impact change and we don't make a difference so we don't improve the situation or do any better. That's all. So hopefully those words resonated. Hopefully that 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 insight meant something to you. I really want you to tune in next week uh, as we should have everybody back as we dive into the confirmation hearings in detail um, and really give you some interesting perspectives on that as we talk about uh, the Hines County Election Commissioner and, and what happened with that. And as we uh, get Kennedy and Charles, all everybody back next week to kind of dive into those issues that I did not tackle today. But again, I did want to tackle today. If you're getting here at the end of this, please go back and watch the beginning so you can see what we talked about when we showed the video of Ryan Googler, Googler, the uh, director for Black Panther, and what happened to him and how that's a story that happens to so many of us Black men on a daily basis. And no, we're not hyperbolic and sensitive to, to racism and always using it. This is the reality for Black men in America. And we've got to have real conversations about it with people that don't look like us. So until next time and until next week, have a safe one. Have a good weekend. I look forward to seeing you soon.